0: There's been much talk about the handling of concussions that happen in games and if it's being handled properly. Is the system in place that when a guy gets concussed, that he gets taken out of the game because he should? Is he getting the right evaluation, the right care and in, in, in the moment? And generally what happens is we get all these replays of guys that are getting up woozy or particular hits, and we see them in slow motion, and then there's really – Nobody, it seems like, that's in the right place to make these calls. Sometimes it happens. There's independent guys. The official is supposed to be a part of it. But there there isn't enough of it. And it is difficult, especially if you are someone who's not just focused on a particular player the entire time. If you're a yeah. coach and you're looking down at the play sheet, I mean, you don't know exactly what's going on. And another one of these high-profile examples happened yesterday. As Texans quarterback Tom Savage gets hit and then clearly on a replay is having what I can best describe as a mini seizure of sorts where he is shaking and uncontrollably and then pops right back up and goes to the sideline. But there's no doubt that that it was was seizure-like. And there's an official right there looking at him. And then he goes to the sideline, goes into the tent. I believe he goes to the locker room after that too. And five minutes later, he's back in the game. Now – Maybe there was not a concussion. I don't know enough about it. But he shouldn't be allowed to be in the game if he had a mini seizure. And maybe the concussion didn't show up at that particular moment. We've talked about that before with symptoms where it's not immediate and then yeah. there's it, it develops as time goes on. But the person that I blame the most for this is maybe not even the doctors that are there evaluating him because they're looking for certain things and maybe they didn't see it. But that official who's right there, because there's a guy, if you look at this video, he is right there looking at Tom Savage do this shaking thing. He's got to do whatever's in his power to say, look, I saw this and talked to somebody. He cannot play again after that. Like, keep him out of the game. It's more important than him coming back into this football game. So, no, the system isn't working, but I really, other than – giving people more power than the NFL would like to or teams would like to give like an official shouldn't be able to just look at a guy and take him out right, of a game right. i don't know what the answer is for
2: this yeah and i don't know if an officials won't necessarily to have that responsibility they have enough on their plate and you have those who've been relegated to to that uh, you've uh, delegated responsibilities to those uh, independent uh, doctors who who see this and then assess whether or not a player can uh, can return to the field. The coaches have been taken out of the equation as they should, and and, and so there are enough people I, I think involved in the processes uh, in which you should be able to uh, discern whether or not this young man should be should have been put back out there. You, you're watching Tom Savage as you describe visibly shaking. Uh, they're both arms. He clearly looks as though he's knocked out, or he is uh, having a, an, a seizure, and, and yet he pops up, or he crawls, and, and then pops up. He heads over to the sideline. He's in the tent. he's in the locker room, and he's allowed to go back in the ballgame. game. I was shocked that he returned to that football game, considering what he looked like there on the field, where he's just visibly shaking and And yet you're gonna allow him to go back in the ball game. I don't know what those doctors saw and I don't know how he could have fooled them uh but it, obviously they did not see him in that uh the, the the condition he was in initially when he went to the turf or was taken to the turf and was out there shaking and they didn't see that they didn't witness that no or else they could no have. way they 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 see that and they think it's a good idea for him to uh to come back in the ball game. matter of fact if they had witnessed that he goes straight to the locker room no tent needed
0: Yeah, I think this is probably what happened is he has this episode that, by the way, we saw it in slow motion, zoomed in, Mm -hmm. focused only on him. Someone sees it, the official who can call for an evaluation. He's allowed to do that. So he sees this as, all right, he needs to be evaluated. He goes to the sideline. They do the evaluation and whatever symptoms they look for for immediate concussion, he, he might not have had those but it doesn't mean that he should have been back in the game. So I think that something like this can slip through the cracks, but that's where in this particular instance, I don't know if the official did this or not. I don't know if he just called for the evaluation, but I'd say, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was having a seizure. Like, I I don't know if he said that or he can say that, or he felt that it was his responsibility. The only thing that I don't even know if does Tom Savage even know that that happened to him in that moment. I mean, does he have any idea? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, only he can
2: speak to that. And I would hope an official, even though it's not nice his responsibility, he wants the trainers get out there, the doctors get out there to take a look at the player. Yeah, they can share that information. Why wouldn't they? They could just cozy up to the to the doctor or trainer there and say, it appears as though he was having a seizure, and then you share it and you move on and get ready uh, once they have cleared the field of the player, get ready to, to for the next play. So, yeah, I don't see how that's out of his purview. He can he can share that information, and he should.
0: Yeah, I, I just and usually
2: in those situations as well. Uh, your your own players, and, and sometimes the opposing team's players. They are you know, hurrying, their arms in the air, and they're telling the medical or someone on the side, get out here quickly. You know They're, they're, they're motioning to the sideline for the medical personnel or someone to get out here and, and, and take a look at it.
0: This is serious. Yeah, and everybody today is going to be crushing the Texans. How do you let them back in the game? And I can't believe you did this. And I don't know if that's where the discussion should go. I think it should go, did everybody know the information that was out there? And, and I don't know if that's the case because it's very easy for – someone who's either an independent observer or a team doctor or whomever, to miss that yeah. on a sideline. Like, everybody thinks that, that that the Texans, that everybody involved saw that video. Or everybody's got their phone out looking at Twitter and, and looking at that. I, what they're focused on is, all right, we, we need to evaluate them for a concussion. They did so, and I don't think they put them back in the game knowing he had a concussion. They put them back in the game saying that the normal signs that we look for with the concussion – are not there, yeah. and I don't know if they had the information about the seizure. So that's why I'm bringing up questions about the process and how it's fixed as opposed to just the yelling and screaming about the Texans because I'm not going to assume that the Texans knew that this dude had a seizure in the end zone right. and then willingly put him back in the game. I don't think that they did that. Right. Where I think the breakdown was was the communication, the information that was available didn't get to the important people. Right, and then
2: you get the training staff out there. By that time, you know, the guy's crawling and trying to get up and right himself, so uh, if they – see a player in that that state, and he's visibly shaking, uh, there's no way you allow him back on the sideline.
0: You're going immediately to the locker room. That's it. Your day is over. 855-212-4CBS If you want to join the show, 855-212-4227. Elijah in Houston on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Elijah.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Good. What's up, man?
3: Hey, uh, I was just calling about the concussion issue and i was thinking about alvin kamara in the thursday night game yeah i mean he got that concussion and they immediately pulled him and they saw the signs they were looking for so they immediately sent him to the locker room and i feel like you know obviously the savage thing they missed whatever signs there may have been but with kamara at least you know they handled it correctly so it's not that they botch every call it's just i mean i think especially savage he has a history of concussions once you have a history, it may be, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but it may be more difficult to spot them, and it may take longer to show symptoms. But I believe it was Kamara's first concussion, so that may be more evident
2: in well, how his body reacts. It, well, if if Savage has a history of them, that's true. The doctors are are, are are they They know that information. They have that information on hand. So if someone who has been susceptible to them previously uh, and, and you have to go out there and get him, and you're putting him through the concussion protocol in uh, and, and that moment, it, that should be a telltale sign. No, he, he's not going
0: back in. The argument of, but look, it worked in this instance, cannot be applied with concussion protocol because we have seen what this does, these repeated head injuries does to players. And there's not a person out there that's going to allow one of these to fall through the crack and feel good about it. Uh, and and I'm I'm willing to admit that it's a difficult process. And I don't think that people are totally incompetent. And they're still trying to figure out how to get the best information. Yeah. But it's not going to go over well. For anybody, if you say, well, hey, I mean, I worked with this guy, and he didn't come back in the game, especially when you've got a video that's as jarring as this is. I and mean, this wasn't your classic guy got hit in the head, took a second to get up. I mean, I don't think I've seen a seizure on a football field before. No. So no. Th- that's just not going to fly here. I just my, my main question that I don't have an answer for is, is there a foolproof way to make this right? And I think it is very, very difficult. And they've made major strides. Yeah, I mean, they got a dude up in the box with binoculars as you know he's a spotter. He and they can, can call stop it out. the game at any time right. if they notice something. The officials they... can do that. Yeah. The people on the sideline can do that. Yeah. But still, like having been on sidelines, never on an NFL level, but still on a college level, like stuff is just it's. Crazy what goes on. People moving around, there's cameras going back and forth. There's a guy with the parabolic mic. There's cheerleaders that are there. It's just nuts. So, like, unless you're focused solely on that, like the team doctor could have very easily not seen people walking in front of you. Yeah. You know, there's big bodies, he's on the ground. So you can't just say like it's that easy to figure it out. Um, but if there is someone up there with binoculars in the booth that's looking down, that person should. Especially with a quarterback and a guy who's got history of it, he shouldn't miss that.
2: Right, and and I'm I'm, I'm wondering whether or not they showed uh, Savage there on the ground when he was shaking. If they showed that on the the big monitor there in the stadium, and and then you get another. Well, that would be then point.
0: then I, then you got people to blame.
2: Right, yeah. If that happened and right. you still
0: uh, were it's a blind good question. to what
2: what what occurred, well, yeah, you need to answer for that.
0: Yeah, I would be surprised if it was. I mean. It, it, everybody's operating under the assumption that everybody knew that this happened to him, and I don't. In, I'm not. When no. you're in the, yeah, yeah I know we're yeah. not, but that's a lot. What I've heard is like, how, yeah. how could how guys no. a seizure? He's back in the game. I don't know if everybody knew that. Yeah. And Savage, of course, you can't trust the player. The player's going to want to go back in the game. We said that a million times. But if people did know he had that seizure and then went back in the game, even if they did evaluate him and you didn't see the concussion symptoms, and yeah, I mean that's awful. But I don't. I just don't think that that's the case.
2: No, so. and, and and don't get upset with Bill O'Brien. He has no say-so in this process at all. They've taken it out of the coach's hands. It's all about the doctors, and it, and it's an independent guy that's up there and that can notice this and rule on these things. So uh, this is not a situation where you, you had in the past where a coach can say, okay, get back in there. No, the trainer, the doctor, the
0: team doctors, the independent uh, doctor, they make that ruling. Yeah, I'm watching football differently this year than I have ever. Like, I I just it's it's gotten worse and worse, and then this year it's it's really I've I've totally changed the way I'm watching it because I mean even with that that Wentz hit I didn't know he tore his ACL but I definitely mm-hmm. gave a a visible or an audible oof mm-hmm. when he got hit like that and then, and then he went I mean he still continued to play which was crazy and I thought he'd be okay but he wasn't but that that Shazier thing really I mean that was a that was a big deal. It still is a big deal, and then seeing this thing, I mean, they, talk about like totally emotional and jarring images of this game that we've gotten in six days' time. <laughs> Ser- like think about Shazier and and that whole deal yeah. with him not giving a thumbs up going off the field, and then Tom Savage shaking in the end zone. I mean that's it's when you watch a game. You're not prepared emotionally for those types of things. No, but you have to expect it, unfortunately, knowing the game. I don't think you expect, uh, like, a potential
2: paralysis well, or a seizure. It, it, well, that crosses your mind, even as a player. Uh, that crosses your mind. You, you, you're aware of the dangers, and Ryan Shazier, uh, Shazier, uh will tell you. I that, that I screwed up on that play. I, I should right. have had my head up. And, no, are you prepared for it, even though there's a possibility that it, it, it can happen? No, uh, you're not. But it, if it does, unfortunately, occur, you understand the the perils of this game, and that's part of it, and we don't wish for it, we don't hope for it, we never want it to happen, but
0: when it does, you, you just have to chalk it up to that side, of the, that's the nature of this beast. Yeah, but these are two very rare, jarring things, is my point. Mm-hmm. And, and generally, you're right. I mean, that m- most players know what they're getting into. They still choose to do it. I remember that. Uh, quote from Jamal Adams of the Jets early on in the season about the, I'd want to die out here, and I love the game, and mm-hmm. a lot of people share mm-hmm. that same mentality, but these two, I think, were unique in just the imagery of it, uh, and, and, yeah. that's, and, I, and I think more so than just your average torn ligament or broken right. leg or concussion. I mean, these were extreme examples
2: well they are jarring and 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 they are extreme and we've seen them from time to time throughout the history of this game and luckily it doesn't happen too frequently uh so uh, it's it's fresh on our minds right now the the moving pictures of Ryan Shazier there in hospital was, you know that was great to see him and, and his family uh and and you know see him upbeat and all that uh, but You just have to move on. We were discussing well, how, as a player, you're out there and you see your teammate in that state, and yet you have to wipe that uh, out of your mind and go back out there here in a few moments and and be all physical and aggressive again. Uh, And and it's the same if if you're watching it and you're not participating. You, You understand that, but you have to move on if you choose to
0: and enjoy the game for what it is. It really would be fitting that in this year of injury, Aaron Rodgers would come back from one and go on some sort of magical run. Mm -hmm. That would be fitting. Against your Vikings? I'm already prepared for that. Just as you say you're prepared for anything in the (laughs) NFL. I'm prepared for the worst possible thing to happen. Go Vikings. I have had a lot of good luck recently. If if that's the thing that isn't the good luck and they end up losing to the Packers, I'm okay with it. What if the Vikings
2: knock him out again? How
0: about that? I I don't like that. I like when I see the best of the best. He's going to be out there, and then he gets
2: clocked again.
0: Like the He's Wentz the best injury, of the, best. the Wentz injury, and the Rodgers injury have helped the Vikings. I don't want to see either one of those things. That sucks for the NFL. The
2: Vikings were going to beat the Eagles anyway. Wentz, wait, wait. they
0: could bring back Ryan Jaworski. You are such a flip flopper. I'm not flip flopping on on the Eagles. And How that flip flop? They were gonna beat them at first of all. Yeah, had- I said earlier if if Wentz was under center, I still would probably pick the Vikings to beat them. No, you said that they'd be the favorites.
2: I said the Vikings would be the favorite. No, I said that.
0: We're gonna have to go back. You check weren't the listening. Table. I was listening.
2: You try to put words in my mouth,
0: Mikey B. Did you say the the Eagles were gonna yes. be the favorites if no. Wentz was still there?
2: I did not say that.
0: No. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> he's he
3: said, checking out
0: again. No, I'm not he's checking out. checked out, I, out again. He's just hes I think what he's saying is you've changed your opinion on I this. I have to listen back. I didn't did did change my opinion. Oh, you flip flop That I, I said the I, I said the two city.
2: teams that I would have as the favorites if Wentz was there or
0: not would be the Saints and the Vikings. You got to get into politics, man. Telling you're good at this. Really? Sneaky. Very sneaky. Yeah, got to get me started. <laughs> Actually, Stop. yeah. I'm not going to get you don't, started. Don't. It's not fun. It's not. We're coming right back. It's there. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Bogish is here, and he's got another update for us. What's happening, Andrew?
1: Guys, the Baltimore Ravens do not currently have a playoff spot this morning. They would have had they held on last night in Pittsburgh. Terrell Suggs' team took a 31-20 lead into the fourth quarter and was up 38-29 with 6.44 left but lost 39-38. This one
2: sucks, but we gotta get over it. We gotta get over it. Yeah, this one's gonna hurt, but it's best for us to have a short memory on this one. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we went out, it's a good chance we'll be in.
1: The Ravens it are sucks. tied with the Bills and Chargers for the second AFC Wild Card at seven and six. Buffalo wins that tie for the moment. As for the Steelers, Chris Boswell's forty six yard field goal with forty two seconds left got them the AFC North. They've won eight straight games overall. The Pats can join them at 11-2 atop the conference tonight in Miami. A victory would also give New England the AFC East. The Eagles fear a torn left ACL for QB Carson Wentz. An MRI will confirm Wentz hurt when hit diving into the end zone in the third quarter. His touchdown negated by a penalty, but he stayed in the game to throw for a score before leaving. And how about those fighting Anthony Linds? Rolling to his right as <laughs> Rivers. Going deep.
0: Has a receiver. Tyrell Williams makes the catch. Twenty-five. Twenty to the house. Rivers to Tyrell Williams. Seventy-five yards. Knock on Woods.
2: That's the play in which uh, Josh Norman didn't even look like he wanted to compete. He just he didn't just let the guy outrun him. Simple little go route, and Josh Norman. Guy who gets paid a ton to be a cornerback, shutdown corner.
0: Hey, they don't call him Tyrell the Gazelle for nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, is that what they call him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or is that just what you call him? That's what they call him. Yeah. Oh, that's what they the call him. The Gazelle. It. The Gazelle. Once he
1: beats you, you're beat. Mm. There's no recovering. Like you know, you ever see like the gazelle with the four legs, and they just start going.
2: That's what I'm trying to recreate for Brian right now. That's why he's laughing. It's not working. It's a gallop.
0: You know, there. See, Bogus is doing it. I don't know what the hell, yeah. You know, it's like this. (laughs) You know when they get going.
1: You look like Tom Savage. (laughs) We have never been whiter than right now, right?
0: Exactly. So true.
1: (laughs) And they fly.
2: Laugh now. I, uh, get burnt later. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that highlight, by the way, from Matt Money Smith on Chargers Radio. L. Money LA Smith. Thumping Washington thirty-three. can be that much money. For fourth straight win. <laughs> got that gig. Keeping them even with the Chiefs to top the AFC West at 7-6. and six. The Chiefs dumping the Raiders 26-15. Carlos Stanton could be officially unveiled as a Yankee this afternoon after undergoing his physical this weekend. Jack Morris now in trouble. need a
2: physical. Look at him. He's in shape.
1: Famers after voting from the Modern Era Committee, which did not elect Marvin Miller, Tommy John, or Don Mattingly. Jimmy Butler treating J.J. Barea like Brian treats Mike last night in Minnesota. Butler baseline drive. Layup good. And he drew the foul on little J.J. Barea. J.J. puts his head down,
3: sulks back toward the three-point line. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler will go to the
0: stripe for an and-one. <laughs> J.J. puts his head down, goes back to the program director's office, soaking. So he gets beat down once again. <laughs> Take his second beating of That day. is
1: so wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alan Horton is. knows us well on T-Wolves Radio. Butler scored 10 of his 22 in the fourth to get Minnesota past Dallas 97-92. His T-Wolves winning back-to-back games. For the first time in nearly four weeks, the Knicks held off the Hawks 111-107, and the Pelicans used a 44-point fourth quarter to beat the Sixers 131-124, 18 assists for Rajon Rondo. College Hoops 12th ranked Gonzaga, hammered Washington 97-70, and number 21 Purdue beat IUPUI 86-61. That's career win number 300 for Boilermaker head coach Matt Painter. And the Wild got by the Sharks 4-3. The Blues topped the Sabres 3-2. Both of those games in overtime. Boys? All right, Pogers, thanks. So we talked about the Giants
0: and the Cowboys before. We didn't mention this Demarcus Lawrence rant. <laughs> the Cowboys defensive <laughs> lineman just goes after the, good. the officials after the game. I don't know what it is about player ref complaining that withstands the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's every time it's mm-hmm. funny Yeah. or it's interesting yep. or it's worth playing. So here's another example of just that.
2: I ain't see a holding call in the last five games, and it's ridiculous um, that the refs are out here just looking at me, you know, getting tackled by offensive linemen. Like, come on, if you're going to be out there, you know, do your job. Then, and, and that's the main thing. Um, and I feel like it's unfair. Um, I feel like you know, I got a family to come home to. So if you're trying to protect quarterbacks, you know you got to protect me too. And if, you, if you're gonna do it, you got to you know do it on both sides. And if you're gonna sit here and call some BS on my old line, you got to call it on their old line too. And when the last thing you heard holding offense? <laughs> yeah, I got a family call too, and they want some damn sacks. Okay, sacks pay the bills. Yeah. I'm trying to get paid. You see my little celebration where I open up the safe? Put the money in there? Okay, this is
0: pay year for me, dog. Well, yeah, think about it. He already got a big bonus for yeah. getting over that. And the, I think there's more bonuses he could get. It's probably why he's upset about it. Messing with my sex. <laughs> but, I mean, if he expects officials or the NFL to protect defensive ends like they do quarterbacks, then yeah. well, he's got a long time to wait for that. Yeah, you can forget about that one, dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you heard Holden, offense? <laughs> when,
2: when, when you hear them call some of them BS calls on their offense, they, they, like they do on our offense.
0: Huh? All right, Mikey B went back to the original segment because you have been flip-flopping all day on the Eagles. So what is your official stance? What's your stance right now oh, on the Philadelphia Eagles no, with really? Nick Foles? As I said
2: in the first hour when we discussed this, whether Wentz was on the center or not, I would probably still have the Saints and the Vikings as favorites going up against them in the
0: playoffs. That's okay. what I
2: said. All right. That's what I'm saying now.
0: All right. Yeah. Is that what he said earlier, Mike? Is that what he said? Something like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's been like 18 different versions. Thank you. So I found this one. All right, let me hear it.
2: With him out, they still have a fighting chance. They can hold their own, but I'm not going to favor them against those teams. Okay. Thank you. With him out. But you said before, with Wentz. I, I, no, I no, no. He didn't. No. No, he did. No, I didn't. He did not you in that opening he, segment. Hearing, no, I, I did not. You're hearing things. I'm not hearing things. Have little voices in your head. <laughs> you're wrong in this one, okay? <laughs> I hate to agree with Brian, but. Why would you hate to agree with me? I'll you smack you one. Because you me. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> because you physically abuse me. That's the reason not. why. I okay. love you. I hug you. Like okay, you. fine. Whatever. Okay, fine. I still You're am wrong. totally
0: confused. Well, I, hear, I was too. <laughs> yeah, I get exactly. I was
2: talking in circles. Yeah, well, uh, you
0: were talking. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at
2: here. Call that circumlocution.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Geez. Okay. Oh. okay. <laughs> did Damn have it! Another, did you have another Better Man show?
2: Yes, we did. And- Last one in New York City uh, yesterday. Episode, which episode?
0: Episode four. Episode four. Yeah, what's in episode four? There, do we have any new clips? I feel like this better man thing's just gone away He's a part of the Chico and Jones show. Yeah, man, he's gonna keep new episodes keep popping up. Yeah, and we don't have any uh, any of the clips. Up with that?
2: Yeah, play the clips because I was watching football. (laughs) You missed it. Well, you yelled
0: at me last
2: week for watching
0: football. Well, you shouldn't.
2: You should watch it. I was there doing it. But don't you? It's your show. I will watch it eventually. Okay. Yeah. You DVR'd it? Yes. On the
0: DVR? It's on the DVR. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. What did we learn in this last episode? I just told you. I don't know. But you just told me you did it. You didn't even yeah, watch it. Back in August, July did it. Back in July? Yeah. Huh.
2: Early August. Think I remember what I did back then? (laughs) I know you don't. Okay. There's no way you did. Right. right. De-escalate a situation and not allow your anger to get the best of you. Yes, you sound so intelligent. (laughs) Excuse me. I would like to uh, de-escalate (laughs) the situation. I'm I'm here for my appointment, yes, and you don't want me to escalate the situation.
0: (laughs) Imagine if you tried to insert yourself into the Quentin Jefferson versus the, <laughs> the fans. Jags fans with that. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, please uh, de-escalate this situation and uh, don't let your anger get yeah. the best. I'm
2: here for my 115 appointment.
0: <laughs> Michael Bennett would hit me
2: low. <laughs> <laughs> Take my knees out. Damn. Damn. <laughs> That's what I would say. That'd be my right. Damn, Michael.
3: Looks like my- there's a few more clips.
2: Oh, really? We got some right. new ones?
3: Yeah, a couple uh, new man brain woman brains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and barbershop. It's a couple new barbershops. No, a new barbershop. Uh, I don't remember that barbershop shop. Well, well, it says there's four of them now.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, well. <laughs> man well. brain. Woman brain. About right. How to
3: feed the better man. But you're not in that.
2: No, that's uh, Bobby uh, Parrish, I believe is his name, our chef. Yeah. Isn't he your personal chef? No, oh, he's no, not. I have a different one. Oh, you have it's a di- Joanna. Oh, excuse me, Joanna. You're dating a prime oh. rib woman on a meatloaf budget. Yeah, aren't uh, we
3: all? Something with Gwen about uh, men, money, and attractiveness. Yeah. What men want? Sex. What women want from their partners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hint more sex. Really? Biscuits. <laughs> 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 after
2: the sex, want some biscuits? Is that right? <laughs> no, it was funny that because we we do that segment, Gwen among. Uh, Gwen, uh, about men, and she's sitting there with her her friends, the females, and they were talking about a lot of good stuff that men, a lot of good information men could use. Big booty. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about big booty. Uh, but like what? Just how to deal with stress and mm. some other stuff. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah, go to bettermanshow.com, folks. Check out all the clips. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at in there? I'm looking forward to listening later. <laughs> oh, instead of what you usually listen to.
3: <laughs> that, might be, that might be on hold on the drive home. Mini yeah, Tations. You know,
2: Mindful Dan. Yeah, but <laughs> Mindful Dan. Mindful Dan, those episodes. <laughs> Wait, what's so funny? No, that
0: little bastard, he
2: shows yeah. up. Yeah, a little, he's everywhere. A little, a
0: little, a little mini- yeah, he helps you with road rage. And you having <laughs> yeah. trouble falling asleep? Yeah, if you haven't seen the Better Man show, when Brian gets into predicaments, this little, this little tiny sob pops up. <laughs> like he shows up in his car, he shows up in his bedroom. He's like, Brian, everything will be okay. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up next, uh, who did Brian? like the most out of the Heisman finalists where he got to sit down and speak with them? Mm -hmm. And also, is there a big rift between star quarterback and coach that will cost one of them their job? Come right back.
2: Check us out on Facebook
0: at Geo and Jones. (laughs) Stivo. The big Stivo. He says, does Gronk's one-game suspension have more to do with the ratings decline in a prime-time game against the Steelers next week? Or is a wink and a nod by Goodell to the four-gamer Brady had to serve last year? I do think that a couple of those things are factors, I'm, uh, and I know that that is conspiracy theorish, theory-ish or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but think about if they had suspended Gronk for more than a game after he finally patched up this relationship with Kraft. I could see them on the phone. Listen, man, you know I got to give him a game, right? Oh, okay, and then Bob Kraft, uh, but not two, right? Because we got the Steelers coming up. I'm i would not, not be surprised. That. No. Then why did they only give him a game when Juju Smith-Schuster got a game too?
2: I'm not. I, give me was, a good they reason why. Him, They should have given him at least two, okay, maybe and why, three games. And why didn't they? Because they're crazy. And there's no rhyme or reason to any of the penalty, penalties no. that they meet out up there. The I'm punishment they you. meet out is ridiculous. They should have had more
0: games. They were scared. They were definitely scared.
2: I, I don't believe they were
0: scared. No. They were scared no of Bob scared. Kraft. They didn't want to do and it again. no, this has
2: nothing to, it has nothing to do with uh, promoting a game down you know, versus Pittsburgh. No. Mm. They're they just, I wouldn't call them stupid, but they're not stupid. They're just misguided. Incompetent Mis, when it comes misguided, to. Misguided, folks. How about yeah, that? i would
0: tell you, there's definitely other factors going on there. There's no doubt about it. When it gets cold out there, your vehicle needs some extra attention. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the parts you need to keep your vehicle in fighting shape for the cold weather ahead. From choosing the right antifreeze for your engine to replacing your windshield wiper blades. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Brian Jones every year is lucky enough to be graced by the presence of the Heisman finalists. Yes. And this year was no different as Bryce Love, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield were up at CBS and I know that you've seen a couple of these guys before. However, this year, anything stand out to you about them and NFL and personality and stuff like well, that? Well,
2: Bryce Love and Lamar Jackson will both uh, decide their futures after their bowl games. Uh, but they're all great. Uh, we had a, uh, so much fun, as we do from year to year. You know, some guys are a little bit more open and, and and free with their thoughts and comments than others. Uh, but uh, Baker having been there before and Lamar having been there, of course, won last year. Uh, they were great. And Bryce Love, this been his first trip to New York uh, for the Heisman festivities, he was wonderful as well. We had a grand old time with him. We get to hang out with him a little bit before we tape anything for our halftime and postgame. And, and those guys were, were just outstanding. They were so cool.
0: Lamar Jackson last year, I was sort of unimpressed with his ability to answer questions. Mm -hmm. I did not get a chance to see this year's. Was he any better?
2: Yeah, he he, he was a lot better uh, and uh, steadily improving. Okay. Uh, But uh, Baker was great. We went there with the the flag planting and and, and supported him and mentioned that uh, when we were interviewing him and the uh, undercarriage. Uh, grab and all yeah. that, so we, we you had to go there and and, and and broach those topics, and we went there and he asked, answered them honestly, and uh, you know Bryce, nothing really to critique, you know, talking about playing with a hurt ankle for half the season. That was an uh, interesting discussion, just how he got through that, especially being the, the main uh, cog in that offense until KJ Costello, KJ Costello started playing better at the quarterback position. Uh, late in the season, so they—they uh, they were all great, man. They were outstanding young men, and, and and of course we just get to see them in a in a snapshot, but uh, they seemed uh, very grounded and no no egos to speak of.
0: I'm fascinated by Lamar Jackson's NFL prospects. Mm-hmm. I think that I mean he has that type of ability to take the league by storm, like Deshaun Watson did, yeah. And and you don't hear a lot about him though because he's not on a team that's that's good enough consistently good mm-hmm. enough to be in the spotlight.
2: That's it, and he's not the passer. Deshaun was. He's, he got better this year, completion percentage increased. Uh, and so uh, I, I think he's going to have to – we'll see if he decides to come out. If I was him, first you're going to see what your draft grade is, and I, I can't see him being a number one pick at a quarterback right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I'm him, I, I'm going to – one more year. Uh, in, in college, and, and then we'll see how he progresses. And he didn't have those marquee wins like he did a season ago. You know, the Florida State win this year didn't stand out as much as it did two years ago when they put, what, 60 on him, and it was early in the season. So he had the stage, and he played well. I mean, his numbers are on par uh, with his, his numbers from his Heisman winning season, and he averaged more total offense than he did when he won uh, the trophy uh, this year. Uh, he averaged more total offense, but uh, those marquee games, and he didn't have a, a stellar defense. Uh, I believe they ended up eight and four on the season, uh, so that was the big difference to, from uh, as opposed to uh, uh, two years ago.
0: Jameis Winston and Kirk Cutter: a lot of rumors that those two aren't getting along. Jameis Winston denied the report that there was tension brewing between the two of them. Uh, at this point, how could there not be tension brewing between the two of them? I mean, this. This year was supposed to be a big year for them. It's completely fallen apart. Jameis Winston hasn't been healthy. Dirk Cutter's job is on the line. Jameis, when he's been healthy, hasn't been all that good. I mean, I would hope there'd be a little bit of tension between the coach and the quarterback at this point. But what makes this a little more interesting is these two were like two peas in a pod there. Yep. He got the job because he was so uh, well versed in Jameis, yep. basically for lack yeah. of a better term. So I mean that to see it if it is indeed falling apart is is not all that surprising. But you thought that these guys were tight, but this is what losing is going to do to you. And and Dirk Cutter to me is not going to be the head coach of the Buccaneers next year. Right?
2: I think it's it's very surprising considering all the success that Jameis was enjoying, and seemed as though he was progressing nicely, developing into a consistent quarterback, and all the credit. Was directed at Dirk Cutter, and so Dirk Cutter he basically helps him push Lovey Smith out the door because here we have our franchise franchise quarterback, and here's the guy who's helping him become uh, a better pro. And so we're gonna make him the head coach, and everything's gonna be just fine. And it's all falling apart, and a lot of it has to do with Jameis uh, not being healthy. But even when he is healthy, he has not shined this year. He has regressed as an NFL quarterback. And Dirk Cutter, he was getting all the credit for the guy playing well. Now that he's playing by, uh, bad, he's going to get all the credit for that.
0: Yeah, and we saw more crying. Gerald McCoy, who got hurt yesterday in that game against the Lions, he was breaking down into tears. by crying. Game. Yeah. Damn. Let's yeah, cry. They, no, no, no. I got, I got okay. no reason to. All right, cool. I'm not afraid to. I cried at a documentary I watched. Yeah, you weekend. were telling me that. No, you can't be afraid. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was called 32 Pills on HBO. It was the yeah. name of the documentary. God, it's just mm. gripping. Mm-hmm. It's about a sister who, uh, her, her sister committed suicide and swallowed 32 pills to do so. And then she had all her stuff in a, uh, a storage unit. And she went into the storage unit to try to figure out what happened and made a film about it. And the stuff that happens from there, I won't spoil it for those who want to see it. It was brand new this weekend on HBO, but I mean it is as compelling and gripping and heart warming and breaking at the same time as as anything I've seen in a while. Yeah. So I, I was embarrassed as I <clears throat> it ended and I was just why are you embarrassed? Well, I, just, you know, you're it, human. It, 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 you're like
2: Malik Jefferson, you're human. Yeah, or Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, I was I'm gonna sorry. say who's Malik Jefferson oh, he plays for Texas. Yeah. Quentin Jefferson. Right. You're human. You're a human being. Yeah. And you
0: have feelings. I, yeah, I well, don't. You to apologize for that. Well, you were screaming at Josh McCown for... Because he's not going to be crying. He broke his head.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: But he was
2: emotional about the so, season. The f- Five wins. You don't get emotional about that. I
0: went one and 16 and I didn't cry. He loves his guys. This I was, was one in sixteen, and I didn't love my guys. Well, he knows that this could be the last time he starts. He's Josh McCown. Someone's <laughs> going to hire him. I don't know, man. He's going to play for every team in the league. Maybe, but he might be a backup. This was an opportunity to complete a full season. He never does that. He looked like an old
2: man crying too, didn't he? He did look like, like an old no. <laughs> gummin.
0: Gummin. Yeah. Are you having adventures? Yeah. but you like Gumin. do the old man voice? <laughs> When's the last time you cried? Oh, uh, damn! I tell you about all the times I cry. You never admit when you cry. I, I, I do. Uh,
2: I thought it was, I think it was recently. I oh, was, was watching it? something? I can't remember. But yeah, I was, I was watching something. I was watching something with my family, with my, <laughs> and I cried. Uh, what the hell was I watching? <laughs> I can't recall, but yeah, I think it was a week ago. A was, week, one week ago. Yeah. All right. I was, what the hell was I watching? <laughs> I can't remember. I'll just sit here until you figure it out. I don't know what I was watching, but I was crying, okay? And I'm not afraid to say it. I cry. I got feelings. So the Better Man Show?
0: No. <laughs> that was you, Mike. That yeah, was, it was you. Right. you. You better right. cry. You should. Man, I was, what the heck was I, watching? I don't remember what I wasn't. Mikey B got emotional, he told me, yesterday, because he was About reaching what? out oh, to. Yeah. I didn't cry, but emotional. He was reaching out to several of the show's more famous callers to be able to reach out to us before the show ends. Uh-huh. And he said that it was hitting him hard. He texted me and said it was hitting him hard. Yeah, it was a
3: bummer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, Snooko. Yeah,
0: and I, I totally ignored him and said, look at what I'm doing on DraftKings. <laughs> <All true. laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it went back to you, huh? Yeah, I was like, screw that. Check this out. Well, you, I figured he'd be interested in it. That's oh, why. No, I was. You got Wispy yesterday thinking about us?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. I don't believe it. See, those beatings work. <laughs>
1: it's terrible (laughs) they don't work america it's it's good
0: (laughs) how about that kid who went viral for the bullying you see that video no poor little kid gets bullied at his school or hitting him and pouring milk on his head what and then he makes his one of i guess his mother or whomever made a video of of him crying and explaining what happened to him thing goes everywhere it viral everywhere Wow. Delaney Walker invited him to the Titans game because, I guess it was uh, he was from Tennessee. The kid, Cardi B chimed in like all celebrities. everywhere.
2: Wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so this kid now is going to get a nice little Great. boost of confidence yeah. from people. Can we, now
2: the bully, do we know who the bully is? Are we or I the mean, bullies? Can no, can we,
0: I don't. Can think. we invite
2: them here? So we can put a foot up there, you know what?
0: Yeah, I don't know if they've been identified. Well, but, please uh,
2: identify and we'll invite them to New York. I'll pay for it. The the saddest, part about it,
0: the saddest part about it was at the very end, he goes, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better sometime. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's just like, just the dagger to the heart. Mm. Poor freaking kid. You started crying? No, I didn't cry no, at no, that no. one. No. I mean, I, no. I definitely was, you know. There's I mean, there's nothing wrong with crying, dude. I told you Cling I cried. Yourself. I told you when I cried. I'm rem- I'm going to remember when
2: I cried. It was recent.
0: He <laughs> st- got he got about 45 seconds to let us know when it happened. I'm going to remember. I'll call. I'll was call it a movie? Shoot. Was it a TV show? Was it a radio show? I've know. cried at some radio shows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you cried this morning when I came in. <laughs> Inside Joke America. Uh, <laughs> I cried, but I cried. Okay, <laughs> dang, leave me alone. It was probably some. It was. Uh, it was commercial tele- or something. No, what a, a commercial. Like a, yeah, it was a triple for, for triple, COPD or something. Triple meat cheeseburger. <laughs> <after> I started crying. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> I want one of those right now. Thanks to Kadri Ismael. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike Biseglia. Seglia, <laughs> PD Meats, Bogart, Pierno. And the people who listen to the show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow. Gio and Jones right here on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire.